Mums with Hustle podcast, episode 147. Welcome to the Mums with Hustle podcast, where you'll discover everyday mum entrepreneurs killing it in their industry. Learn the secrets you can replicate to create your own success with your host, Tracy Harris. Hello and welcome to the Mums with Hustle podcast. I am your host, Tracy Harris. I am the founder of Mums with Hustle, the creator of the Instagram course, hashtag hustle, and the founder of the Social Method Society, which is my online monthly academy for mums in business looking to start, grow, and scale a drop-dead gorgeous business that they absolutely love, operating from the heart space and marketing that biz on Instagram and beyond. Now, if you are following me on Instagram, you will know that I am actually in Hawaii at the moment. So aloha from Hawaii. Fact, I'm actually recording this podcast episode from our suite at the Hilton Hawaiian Village in Waikiki. We are here on a bit of a business trip slash family vacation. So Our trip actually started over a week ago now in California because that is where our business mentor is and we attended a business retreat. So with our mentor and all of the other mentees in our program, we met up in California for a couple of days, did some incredible deep work, mostly mindset work, which is truly what I love because I say this all the time that, you know, entrepreneurship is really an inside job. Inside being the head, the heart, the gut, okay? It is really an internal thing. And that's why I love bringing you these mindset podcasts. And I love teaching mindset when I am teaching entrepreneurship meets motherhood and Instagram marketing and online marketing. Mindset is truly, truly so important. So this is going to be a mindset-related episode. Stick with me if you are wanting to learn how to uncover and also break through any self-sabotaging beliefs that you may not even know that you have. Trust me, I have a lot of them. I have been able to break through so many of them, but I am no fool in ever thinking that I don't have more laying beneath the surface some beliefs that I may not even know are truly there. So I hope that you are able to come into this podcast episode with an open mind, with an open heart, with a willingness to be receptive to what you're about to hear, with the willingness to embrace change and to also be challenged because this is about growth. It's about personal growth in life and professional growth in career. If you're listening to this and you have a nine to five and you're wanting to progress in your career, or if you're listening to this as someone that is about to embark on becoming their own boss, or maybe you have been doing the whole entrepreneur thing for quite some time, the mindset work never ends. Each stage, each level of life and business, each phase, whatever you want to call it, it requires us to level up to let go of what was in the past and to move forward towards our vision. So yeah, bringing this episode to you from Waikiki and it is absolutely amazing. 
And I do just kind of want to address something that has been coming up in the DMs on Instagram and also in the email inbox. I'm getting a lot of questions about how we are actually managing to run the business whilst being overseas. And I guess this is the beautiful thing about what we have created for ourselves and it's also what we are so passionate about teaching the ladies inside of our student communities. And that is all about having a life that you have designed for yourself and taking full responsibility at all levels of your life. We definitely started living this life by design more consciously about five years ago. And really, it started with taking a pen to paper and deciding, you know, what are our life goals? What do we truly want for ourselves? What makes us happy in our marriage? What makes us happy as a family? What are the things that we truly value the most? And we've just started to live according to those values rather than saying, well, we value travel, but not ever traveling with our boys, which believe me, was something that we were not doing for quite a while because we feared the judgment, I guess, of other people, maybe on the flight. I'm certainly speaking about from my own perspective here. I don't know about Carl, but I feared judgment from other parents or from other people, maybe on the flight, if I was to be caught in a less than desirable parenting situation with little people that just don't want to comply, little people that have had enough and they're crying and the tanties are happening. I was just not not ready to face those uncomfortable feelings. And if I'm honest, yeah, part of it was fearing the judgment from other people, but a large part of it was just self-doubt and not trusting myself in those uncomfortable parenting situations. And I'm so glad I was able to let go of that because traveling with our boys has been amazing. We have been fortunate enough to travel to the UK, to travel to Thailand with our boys, various states in Australia, and of course now to the US and with this most recent trip. And they are loving it. Of course, it's easier to stay at home. It always is. I think it's easier to stay at home and shop online than it is to put kids in the car and go and do the grocery shop at Woolworths or go and do a target run. It's always easier to stay at home, but it's more adventurous. It's more fun. We are loving it. The boys are loving it. They are learning so much on this trip. Every time we go overseas, Ethan comes back a little bit older and a little bit wiser. And it's just a really beautiful thing to experience things through the eyes of a child, especially when you're in a foreign country. So we definitely have the Wanderlust bug, and I think there'll be a lot more travels, a lot more overseas trips for the Harris family in the near future. So how are we working though? Because we are still working. Let's face it. This is what we do. This is what we do even when we are at our home base in Australia. We have this beautiful blend. I call it a work-life integration. I've definitely let go of the idea of balance. I think it's not a word that serves me. It's not a word that I connect with. If anything, it sends me into discontent, overwhelm. It makes me feel like it's heavy, that word for me. 
So when I reframe it into work-life integration, I'm so happy. So what that looks like here for us on this vacation slash business trip, or just really working in another location because our business is online, it means that we're working in nap times or this morning, for instance, I just woke up before Carl did and before the boys did. My body clock was just like, hey, girlfriend, rise and shine, get up, get to work. And I do tend to have most of my brain power in the morning. It definitely is my hour of power for productivity and also just like mental alertness and sharpness and ideas firing and things just feel light and super easy when I do them first thing. So I woke up and I did quite a bit of work in that time. So yeah, we're working in nap times. We're working before the boys wake up and Carl is a bit of a night owl. So he does some work also in the evening. In the evening, my brain is like completely dead. I am literally in the bed, co-sleeping. I'm nursing Jude to sleep. So yeah, you're not really going to get too much out of me when it comes to the evenings. But then when we flick to life mode, we're in the pool, we're having yummy drinks, we're going for walks, we're exploring, and it's just this beautiful work-life integration. That's kind of how we are running. Now, we do also have an amazing assistant on our team, and a lot of the people inside of my social method society, that is my academy, they've become very, very familiar with the beautiful Lara over the past few weeks because she's in there. She's also our community guide and community champion inside of our society. But it was really exciting because we got to meet Lara for the first time ever last week because she is based in the States. And because that's where we traveled, she was able to fly over and meet us in California. We lived together for a few nights. We did a bit of in-person strategizing for all things social method society, obviously all things Mums with Hustle, a bit of just bonding and personal growth work, goal setting, that sort of stuff. And it was just really amazing. It was a great experience. So, hey, if any of you out there have people on your team that work virtually for you, if you ever have the opportunity to meet in person, I highly recommend it. Like it fed my soul. It gave me life. I think Lara loved it. I know she's listening to this podcast episode. So, hey, Lara, (laughs) was amazing hanging out with you. And I know it's going to happen again in the future. But while I'm speaking about the Social Method Society, I do just want to let some people know that you don't need to have FOMO. If for some reason you missed the memo about the doors opening, I mean, the doors were only open for five days. That's really not very long. So if you weren't checking your inbox during that time, and if you weren't on Instagram and you didn't see my posts during that time, and therefore you didn't get into the society before I closed the doors, please don't panic. The doors will open again before the end of 2018. You can pop your name down on a notification list and I'll send you an email that keeps you up to date with all things Social Method Society and how you can find out about that. To get on that notification list, just go to socialmethodsociety.com. I do also have some people sending me DMs and asking, well, when are you opening up the doors to your Instagram course, hashtag hustle. The best thing that you can do for yourself if you are interested in learning about 
Instagram in depth, as in tribe building and content strategy, just pop your name down on the notification list for Hashtag Hustle, which is just at hashtag hustle.net. Okay. And then you'll be sorted. So it is all good. I've totally got you, sister. But back to today's topic, the mindset stuff. I really wanted to get on here and speak to you about how you can uncover any self-sabotaging beliefs that you may have, even in your subconscious mind, that you may not be aware of. And then I really want you to have some strategies to be able to break through those self-sabotaging ways. I want you to experience your own breakthrough. And coming into this podcast episode, I always set an intention for my beautiful listeners I really want you to get out of this episode exactly what you need, regardless of your place in life or where you are at in your business, or maybe you're right at the beginning, or as I said earlier, maybe you're not even entrepreneurial. I've got a lot of people in the audience that listen and they apply a lot of these strategies even to their careers, their professional careers, and that's totally okay. So wherever you are coming to from your place of life. Maybe you're not even a mother. I know that we have some women that are not mothers. I know that we have some men that listen to the podcast episode. Whoever you are, I want to say huge thank you for being here. Thank you so much for giving time to this podcast, for having me in your ears to nourish your mind and your soul. And I hope that you get out of this episode, whatever it is that you need most. That is my intention for you. So to begin this training, I really want you to think about what it is that you want. And this is a topic that I speak a lot about. And it's because we're always, everyone is always shifting or should be always up-leveling. And I think if you're listening to this podcast, you're definitely someone that values up-leveling in life and up-leveling in your career or up-leveling in your business. But what happens is your subconscious mind quite often He's working against you. And that's because we have been programmed like this. So if you feel like you have these visions or you're someone that sets goals, yet you're never achieving them, and maybe you've labeled yourself or maybe other people have labeled you as lazy or not committed, well, I want you just to let go of those labels for a second and forgive yourself for the times that you have kind of fallen off the wagon or you haven't achieved whatever it is you've set out to achieve because your subconscious mind has actually been made like that for a reason. Growth comes from change and your ability to embrace the unknown. And at every stage and every level of life and business, this resistance pops up in every situation, okay? And I want you to become increasingly aware of this whenever you set yourself a goal or whenever you see that you are beginning to up-level in life and business. So maybe it is upgrading your car. Maybe it's moving house. Maybe it's being brave enough to start the conversation around asking for a raise at work. Maybe it is applying for a new job, going to an audition, signing up for any type of course in your business or in your life or a program or getting a mentor or maybe it's around investing in new systems that are going to help you grow your business, or maybe it's purchasing new equipment, new software. Any time that you are required to up-level or invest more energy or a different type of mindset or money of any sorts, or even a vulnerability 
we are met with resistance and that comes from our subconscious mind. And the funny thing about personal and professional growth is that our brains are designed this way. They are designed this way to protect us. So as I said, pay attention to how you are, you know, what you are thinking, how you are feeling, how you are speaking out loud or to yourself whenever you have decided to embark on anything that sits outside of your current level or outside of your current comfort zone. Your subconscious mind is programmed to raise your awareness of risk. And it does this because it wants to keep you safe, it wants to keep you warm, and it wants you to remain comfortable. And comfort lives in this realm of what you already know and what you are already doing with ease. These are habits and they're habits because you have conditioned your self-conscious mind to actually trust these practices and through predictability, your mind has come to identify these habits as safe practices. So you do them with ease. Now, what happens when you decide to go outside of that comfort zone is that your brain helps you find any possible reason or excuse to either avoid or completely abort that up level in your life or in your business. And it's going to be throwing all sorts of reasons and tricks and sometimes just false (laughs) things. You're going to come up against this resistance every single time you try to up level and try to improve your current state. Just watch out for those things and know that it is not just you. um, It is happening to everyone at all ages, stages, levels of life and business. So when you met with this resistance, I want you just to ask yourself or give yourself time to journal or just meditate or whatever is the best thing for you. Even just sit and just ask yourself the following question. Is this resistance, are these feelings coming from a place of truth or are they coming from a place of fear? Because Fear and truth feel very different from one another. Fear feels heavy, so heavy. It feels negative. It's going to raise feelings of jealousy, inadequacy, envy, resentment, self-doubt, anxiety. You may even have body responses like nervous tension or nervous energy, maybe low mood or just low vibe. So when you are met with any type of resistance or you're trying to up-level in your life or in your business and suddenly it's not feeling good anymore, it's feeling uncomfortable, it's feeling heavy, that is an indication for you to kind of just stop and pause and ask yourself, what is this about? Is this coming from fear or is this coming from truth? And fear can disguise itself in so many forms. Procrastination being one of the main forms, okay? When we are scared to complete a task in our business because it's actually going to move us to a greater level or when we're scared to invest financially in a software or a program or a coach or something for our business, we can find ourselves just like pottering around and dwelling in that really safe space. I know for me, sometimes I can default to just jumping on Instagram because That's a very safe place for me. I know exactly what I'm doing there and I can just tell myself, oh no, I'm creating content or I'm like 
building relationships or I'm networking or I'm offering advice through the platform. And well, that's all great and everything, but sometimes it's not time for that. Sometimes it's time for Tracy to be working on something else that is outside of her comfort zone that's going to help her have a bigger impact if she gets the work done. And yeah, it's going to mean that she's uplifting or up-leveling and so she feels really uncomfortable, hence why I've just gone back to what I know is safe and familiar and I just play on Instagram. Now, I know that about myself so I can really manage that when it pops up. I'm curious to know, are there situations where you are procrastinating or finding fault with different things because truly it is just that you're feeling scared to up-level or your brain is trying to find fault with something so that you stay where you are. Feelings of overwhelm are also, that's another way that fear can kind of mimic itself. So when you're feeling overwhelmed, it's really nice to just take yourself out of it and just be like, okay, well, what is going on here? What are the feelings beneath the surface? What is the resistance? What am I not actually wanting to tackle right now? Another big thing to be aware of is, well, what triggers actually awaken these resistances or these fears that you might have? And it's different for every single person. So for some people, you may be triggered by conversations around money or conversations around lifestyle, conversations around body image. It could be relationships-based. Maybe you're triggered by different relationships or different situations in relationships. Whatever it is for you, just start to notice that different patterns or threads or themes, because if the same thing is coming up for you all the time, or you can at least draw some connections between the different triggers, then that's a great place to be able to start doing some inner work. And that is going to lead you towards your breakthrough so that you can work towards achieving the vision or the goals in your life and in your business. So I know for me personally, about eight or 10 years ago, I just decided that I was going to regain my control with something that had scared me for a long time, something that I had put off in my entire life, actually, a story I had been telling myself for my whole life. And that was around swimming. So I'm just going to get vulnerable and honest with you here and, and let you in on a bit of a personal story. And maybe you can connect with it even in your own, apply it to a situation in your own life. But for the longest time, for my entire life, up until the age of about 25 or 26, I think I was, I would tell myself that I couldn't swim or that I wasn't a swimmer. That just became like a narrative. It just started rolling off the tongue. I don't swim. I can't swim. I'm not a swimmer. I don't compete in swimming carnivals. Like it just became such a, like almost like a truth for me. It was essentially, it was a belief. And so it was really holding me back. And I decided, well, I actually want to be able to swim. I want to enter a race, even if it's just for fun. I want to be able to get in the pool and swim with my children one day when I have kids. I was a teacher at the time, so I was like, I want to participate in the swimming carnival, in the teacher's race. Like, enough was enough. And I know that achieving anything in life and in business is really up to us. 
Like we are responsible for every single outcome that we ever achieve. The result is always, it's 100% our responsibility. Like no one is a victim. So the fact that I couldn't swim or wouldn't swim, that was all on me. And I was ready to change it. So the first step to change came with identifying what I wanted, accepting full responsibility for where I was at in that place and deciding, making a true decision to actually change it. And I had to just get really clear on what it was about swimming that I was actually avoiding. Like what was the true resistance? Why was I not swimming? Because I had been sent to swimming lessons as a child, like each year in primary school, and we had a pool. (laughs) We had a pool for several years growing up. So what was it about the whole swimming thing that I was actually dreading or fearing? And only when I uncovered that was I able to really reclaim my power and change the narrative and actually change the outcome and experience some sort of breakthrough or up level in my fitness and in my personal growth by proving that, hell yeah, I am a swimmer. I can swim. It's really not that bad. So I changed the narrative from I can't swim to I can swim. It is fun. It is good for my body and I can swim. That was like the main change in my narrative. But then I also had to set a goal because it's one thing to just kind of say it and then never back it up with action. So anytime you want to manifest anything into your life, anytime you want to change or build a new habit, you actually need to take some action. So I set a goal and I was going to be really specific with the goal. My goal was to swim 400 meters without rest. If I could do that, you know, that was good enough for me. I was feeling like a total champ and it was enough for me to be able to say, well, woohoo, I can swim. I am a swimmer. Now to achieve that goal, I knew that I would have, you know, oh my gosh, like an endless stream of excuses or reasons why I shouldn't be doing it. So I really had to identify any possible barriers or resistance that I would encounter either from my own subconscious mind also from, you know, my environment and from the people around me, all of these reasons why I couldn't or shouldn't do it. So in coming up with my list, honestly, like if I was to like dig deep and just keep it real with you, which I want to do, is I had this fear around just the whole concept of like holding my breath and the whole technique around swimming because I had struggled with asthma, chronic asthma for my entire childhood and adolescence. I know I had this association of not being, this fear of not being able to breathe. And I think that was fair enough. Like that feeling of being hospitalized as such a young person, so often being on steroids for my asthma, just way too often. I just had this feeling of dread around having my breath restricted. So I was really scared to swim. And I know lots of people say, oh, but swimming is so good for asthmatics. Well, I had just told myself that, no, I don't want to do it. And I was letting that dictate so much of my life. So I had to get really clear and just put that piece of resistance, let that go. I was going to be okay. Like heaps of people with asthma are swimming, they're Olympians, it's all good. Like I can just take a rest in the pool when I need to have a rest and it's fine. Like I can cope in that situation. And then I had to dig a little bit deeper and truly explore like, well, what else is beneath the surface? What else was I really scared about? Because the whole not being able to breathe thing was easy to kind of fix. So I had to look to the next layer. 
And when I got really honest with myself, the following things started to come up for me. So number one, I was actually just embarrassed. Like my ego was embarrassed to be seen struggling or to be deemed as less able or struggling in the water. I didn't want people to see me struggling. I didn't want people to think that I needed like rescuing or that I just looked uncoordinated in the water. I feared what other people would think of me in that situation. Now, you might be listening thinking that it's so silly or this is so irrational, but, and I know it is now, but think about your own fears. Like, they're probably silly and irrational too. (laughs) So we don't judge people on whatever the thing is that they're working towards because, I mean, we all have these kind of irrational fears in our lives from time to time. So for me, fearing what others may think was a huge one. And then that even extended to me feeling really uncomfortable in a swimsuit. Like for the longest time, especially in my adolescent years and early 20s, like I just didn't have the best self-concept or body image. Like I didn't have the healthiest relationship with the skin that I'm in. I mean, I look back now and I'm like, damn girl, what was going on? That was so silly. What a waste of energy. You looked great. And who really cares? But hindsight is a wonderful thing, right? So I felt uncomfortable in a swimsuit. I didn't like the way I looked. I feared what others might be thinking again. So that prevented me. And I had to get comfortable with that resistance and find ways of correcting that thinking or reframing what I was telling myself so that I could actually move forward and achieve my goal of swimming in the 400 meters. I also, if I'm honest, I hated the thought of having to wash my hair more than I already did. Like, I feel like washing my hair is like such a task. I'm really not into it. It's always been a big job for me. And so having to do it more often because of the chlorine and all of that, I was just like, oh, it's going to add an extra hour to my night. I'm so tired. I need to get up early in the morning for work. Just all of these reasons. So I had to be honest, like washing my hair was just part and parcel of swimming like multiple times a week. And then another excuse was the weather. So it was actually winter when I decided to make this kind of new habit or goal for myself of swimming the 400 meters. Well, it was June and I think I'd given myself all the way up to October to be able to do this. Yeah, so it was cold. It was going to be cold the entire time up until October and that's just how it was. So I had to deal with that. I had to be like, yeah, well, it's going to be cold. There is a hot shower, like really. You can't be making excuses. If this is something that you want, you're going to make it happen. So why I'm sharing this with you is because one of the biggest reasons that entrepreneurs fail to achieve their vision or their goals or just anyone in life really is that there are huge forms of resistance that they need to break through. And only you can identify those resistances, those obstacles for yourself. So if you're walking around, you know, saying that you want a million dollars, for instance, or even what, a hundred thousand dollars, yet you have negative connotations or you're triggered by people that are earning that money or they are living that lifestyle, or maybe you're feeling feelings of jealousy or like maybe they've cheated or maybe they're lucky or just greedy people or maybe they're super busy and they're slaves to their careers and that's why they've got the wealth that they've got. Whatever you're telling yourself, if it's negative and it's to do with the money goal that you have, 
that's all resistance and it needs breaking through. Otherwise, you are not going to achieve that in your life ever, point blank. Like that is keeping it 100% real with you. The same goes for if you're someone that says, and this is probably me again, (laughs) that you'd love to live overseas for an extended period of time, yet you're telling yourself all sorts of negative things when it comes to leaving family and friends behind or relocating your children and, and the stories that you're telling yourself around that, or maybe you're saying that it's hard and it feels so heavy to be able to find a home in the right area, and you're just finding excuses, really. Well, guess what? You may as well take that off your vision board because you're not going to achieve it because there's just too much resistance there. Same if you're walking around saying that you want a mentor, but then when it comes to the crunch, you aren't open to shedding old ways of thinking or receiving advice or being challenged or leaving old behaviors behind. Guess what? The universe is not going to deliver you your mentor. You're not going to find that person. If you're wanting to become a paid keynote speaker, yet you're telling yourself that you'll be too busy, you're fearing the success around it, you aren't going to see your family as often, you're not qualified, maybe you don't look the part, guess what? The opportunities are not going to come your way. You're not going to be offered the gigs. The self-sabotaging behavior, the thoughts, the resistance is going to keep showing up for you and you're not going to be open to receiving, so you're not going to have the opportunity. So, I mean, we can just go on all day with different types of examples, but the next time you encounter negative feelings about someone or about something, just stop. Just stop and ask yourself, what is being triggered for me right now? Why am I feeling like this? What is it about? Where is this leading? Why is this? Ask yourself why, why, why until you get to the true cause. Because if you can get familiar with the fears and if you can see any thought patterns that perhaps or old narratives that need reframing, just sit with that for a little while. See if you can even create some support structures or systems to help you up level. Going back to the swimming goal that I had, I mean, I had to obviously reframe stories that I was telling myself, you know, through affirmations and things like that. But I also knew that I thrived when I had accountability. So I paired up with a friend and we both would train together. So three times a week, we'd meet at the pool after work and we would just set a timer and go for it. And we'd just smash it out. And I also knew that another way to keep myself accountable was to actually register for a mini triathlon event. And I did that. I signed up to the Pinkies Triathlon. I don't know if any of you babes in Australia have ever heard of that or done that, but it was amazing. And I did that. So that was in October And it was only June that I was setting this goal to be a swimmer. And then there you go. In October, I was in an event. Pretty scary stuff, but it was hella fun. I had to talk to, you know, family, friends, had to tell Carl, had to tell everyone in my everyday life that I was doing this. It held me accountable, but then I would actually put it in my calendar so people knew when I wasn't available. They'd be like, oh, it's Wednesday night. She's training at the pool. So everyone knew, everyone knew it was part of my weekly routine. I would do things to set myself up for success, like 
packed my bag the night before so that I could very conveniently just go straight to the pool from work and just get it done. Like there was no in-between time. And as I said, I just got really comfortable with my fears around swimming and like addressing that resistance. So it takes a lot of self-awareness and a lot of just honesty in being able to remove these resistances, these obstacles, and experience a true breakthrough or up-level in life or in business. But if you want to rise to a new level, you can. Like, it is in your power. You have immense power, like more power than you can ever even imagine. And I just encourage you to go for it. If there is something that you truly want, then go for it. But just be aware that resistance is going to come up resistance within you, resistance from other people around you, but you have everything within you to be able to address that resistance and to create your own breakthrough in anything that you desire. You just have to truly desire it. It starts with desire. And the second thing, I mean, obviously you need to have the belief system there underneath that is going to allow you to be able to do it. And then the third thing is action. So It's all in your power. I just want to leave you with that. And that kind of brings us to the end of this kind of mini mindset training. If you experience a breakthrough or even if you've listened to this and you've had some light bulbs kind of go off for you, maybe you've been able to look back in your life and you're kind of realizing you're having some ah ahas, I would really love to hear from you. Please don't be a stranger. Feel free to leave me a review here on iTunes. If you're listening on iTunes, all you have to do is follow the link in the show notes and you can leave me a review. Tell me what your biggest takeaway was. I love reading those reviews and seeing what has come up for you. But also feel free to head over, follow me on Instagram at mumswithhustle, comment on any one of my posts. Let me know that you listened to this episode 147 and you know what was the thing that you took away Or if you're brave enough, jump behind the camera, do an Instagram story. Tell me what was your big breakthrough. I absolutely love seeing your stories. If you want me to see your story, though, you do have to tag me. Otherwise, I'm not going to see it. So tag me in the story by using the text tools, tag at Mums with Hustle. That's going to send me a DM and let me know that I've been tagged. I can then watch your story. And I also have the feature to be able to post your story within my own Instagram stories so that the whole Mums with Hustle tribe can see what you're doing. They can see what you're up to. They can come and check you out. And of course, they can cheer you on. So yeah, that's it from me. Thank you so much for joining me. Mahalo, as they say here in Hawaii. So that's huge gratitude and thank you. And I look forward to catching up with you on social media. Keep watch in your inbox for some emails from me. I'm always giving you tips on how to up-level in your life and your business. And I just look forward to catching up with you next time here on the podcast. Big love. Stay happy in your hustle.